Good morning all and welcome to this morning's encounter with the Lord. This is Russell, your host. How are we all this morning? Morning, Russell. Good morning, everyone. Good morning, Father. Good morning, Jesus. Good morning, Holy Spirit. We thank you, Father, for inviting us to be with you this morning. You give us this honor to spend this first part of our day and our week ahead. That first lease of time that you have given us, we want to give back to you this morning, Father. In our thanksgiving, in our worship, in our sacrifice of prayer, pleasing and acceptable to you. And we empty ourselves, Lord, we leave all our baggage behind we empty everything within us and we come to you to receive from you. We open our hearts in faith and in love to draw from you and drink from you again until we are filled by nothing else but you. We thank you, Lord, that you reveal more and more of yourself to us, your nature, and who you are. More about your systems, more about your kingdoms. Every time we press into you for more information, every time we connect with your word, and every time we commune with you in the spirit, you reveal more and more of your truth to us. And as Jesus said, the truth sets us free. There is some part of our life that we are then able to leave behind based on what we apply from this truth. Wave by to it permanently and insist that it wave back to us. And we do not see that part in our life again anymore. That part of sin, that part of shame, that part of guilt, that part of darkness to be replaced by your light, your life. And the peace and the joy that you give us, Father, we want to share with all those that are part of this prayer meeting this morning. Those that are part of this praying family, we share it with all those that are beneficiaries of prayer requests and those that have no one to pray for them as well. We share it with all those that are called Christians by your name, but have not yet encountered you. On a personal level, they do not know you. And with all those that do not want to know you. That that same peace that transcends all understanding Draw them near to you, Father. That same joy open their eyes to reveal the truth that lies beyond every veil that blocks their view. That they be quickened in their hearts and turn to you, Lord. So as we make our prayer this morning, we call on your name, the name of our maker, our creator. The one who is ever faithful, the great I am, who is the preserver of men, the one whose hand is not short to redeem us, the one who leads us in the way we should go, our protector, our shield, our strong tower, the one who covers our head in the day of battle. And we pray in the name of his son, Jesus. The one 
who made that helmet of salvation available to us through his supreme sacrifice. The one who is the rock and the refuge. The sheep gate. The author and the finisher of our destiny. And we pray in the name of his spirit. The one who reveals to us the father and the son. Always pointing in their direction. The servant God himself. The spirit of the living God. The spirit of the all-powerful El Shaddai. The spirit of resurrection. Who made his tabernacle in our body. That our body might come to life in the spirit. That like Jesus, through him, we might be raised as well. The one who quickens us in our spirit that we are charged to hear from the Father and gain or receive his revelation. The truth that he wants to show us. He is the breath of the Father. Emmanuel in the true sense, God living with us. We thank you, Lord, that you have given us your son, your spirit. You gave us your angels. You gave us every resource from heaven. You made destiny helpers available to us and you gave us family and friends as well to be with us, to care for us, to be a representative of your love for us. Your unchanging, your unfathomable and your unconditional love. Brother Savia shared a very beautiful reflection on God's love this morning. I'd encourage all of you that have not yet read it to please go ahead and read it. It is so fascinating to know how much God loves us. And he has tried to capture that love to its extent. We thank you, Father, that you have blessed us with your word and with the gift of prayer. That when we speak your word, in that prayer and commune with you, you always hear us. We thank you, Father, that you have made us stewards of your creation. It is your will that we should live a life of abundance. And that we should step into dominion in this earth realm that you gave to us when you first created Adam. We thank you, Lord. As we make our prayer this morning, we shall reflect on the words of Jesus from John chapter 2, when he drove the money changers out of the temple. The Jews asked him for a sign, where in John 2 verse 18, they said, what sign or attesting miracle can you show us as proof of your authority for doing these things? And going back to Brother Savio's reflection as well, there again he pointed out the people had grown so stubborn that God had to give a sign. And in Isaiah 7 verse 14, God said, this shall be the sign that a virgin shall give birth to a son and he will be called Emmanuel. And here again, they keep asking him for a sign. Even in our daily life, we find ourselves often asking God, what sign? How do I correlate to that word? To your prophecy, what sign are you showing me? And then in verse 19, Jesus answered the Jews there. Destroy this temple and in three days, I will raise it up. Then the Jews replied, it, 
took 46 years to build this temple and you will raise it up in three days? That was a sarcastic question. But he was speaking of the temple which was his body. Now, what was Jesus referring to here? The Jews wanted a sign of his authority. He used his mission in this life for which he was authorized by the Father. He used that to describe the sign they wanted. His mission was to die for the people so that atonement would be made once and for all. A new blood covenant would be established and through that covenant, a permanent door would be opened for salvation that souls could be saved. And everything he spoke here in this context, and otherwise he often spoke in parables, where physical incidences carried spiritual connotations to them. Just like the Old Testament was a series of physical events that had a spiritual connection to those of the New Testament. Quite like a type and the anti-type, where the type is the physical event that first took place and the anti-type is its spiritual counter. Now Jesus said, destroy this temple. The Bible made it clear in verse 21 there where it said he was referring to his body, which is the temple of God. But then he said, I will raise it up in three days. That body that was to be raised up was not his physical body. The body that would be destroyed, but it was his spiritual body. The body of Christ, that is the church. Even at the last supper in Luke 22, verse 19, he said, this is my body which will be given up or broken for you. Note the words there in the end of that sentence, for you. For our salvation, for our redemption. So when he said destroy this body, he was giving it up. He was giving his own body up as sacrifice for our salvation, for you. And as a result, when he was raised, we were raised with him. Look at John 3, verse 14 and 15 to see what it says. It says, just as Moses lifted up the snake in the wilderness. And in that context, the Israelites were healed from the bites of the poisonous serpents, the venomous serpents. So also here, the son of man must be lifted up. That is on the cross. So that everyone who believes may have eternal life in him. That was the purpose. Now let's look at Colossians 3 verses 1 to 4, where it says, Therefore, if you have been raised with Christ to a new life, sharing in his resurrection from the dead, keep seeking the things that are above where Christ is, seated at the right hand of God. Set your mind and keep focused habitually on the things above, the heavenly things, not on things that are of the earth, which have only temporal value. For you died to this world, 
This is the one that I'm really looking for. For you died to this world and your new real life is hidden with Christ in God. When Christ who is our life appears, then you also will appear with him in glory. So here Paul was talking about raising believers, his church, his body through his death. Now let's look at another eye-opening scripture of how that resurrection was taking place. And pay close attention. This is from 1 Corinthians 15 verses 35 to 45. It's a bit of an extended reading. 10 verses. 10 or 11 verses. But please pay close attention. So verse 35 onwards. But someone will say, how are the dead raised? And with what kind of body will they come? Verse 36. You fool, he said. Every time you plant seed, you sow something that does not come to life. Germinating, springing up and growing, it does not come to life unless it first dies. The seed that you sow is not the body or the plant which it is going to become, but it is a bare seed, perhaps of wheat or some other grain. But God gives it a body, just as he planned. And to each kind of seed, a body of its own is given. God gives it a body, just as he planned. And each seed is given a body of its own. Now, in this case, that seed is Jesus. And there is one kind for humans, another for animals, another for birds. All flesh is not the same. There are also heavenly bodies, that is the sun, moon and stars, and earthly bodies, humans, animals and plants. But the glory and beauty of the heavenly is one kind and the glory of the earthly is another. There is a glory and beauty of the sun, another glory of the moon, and yet another distinctive glory of the stars. And one star differs from another in glory and brilliance. So it is with the resurrection of the dead. The human body that is sown is perishable and mortal. It is raised imperishable and immortal. It is sown in dishonor. It is raised in glory. It is sown in weakness. It is raised in strength. It is sown a natural body, mortal and suited to earth. And it is raised a spiritual body, immortal and suited to heaven. As surely as there is a physical body, there is also a spiritual body. So it is written in scripture, the first man, Adam, became a living soul, an individual. The last Adam, Christ, became 
a life-giving spirit, restoring the dead to life. Now keep that in mind, the first Adam and the last Adam, we shall revisit it again in a little bit. What do you really make of these verses? Here God uses the principle of sowing and reaping that he gave Noah, where in Genesis 8 verse 22 he said, while the earth remains, seed time and harvest will be there. In short, God sowed Jesus as a seed that would die to germinate and reap a harvest of mankind, souls saved for the kingdom of God. See verse 38 there. When the seed is sown, God gives it a new body. And he goes on to say in verse 42, so is it with the resurrection of the dead. The physical body of sin dies and becomes a quickened spirit, like the second Adam, who in that case was Jesus. But when we reflect on ourselves and our journey through that death and resurrection from sin to salvation, we see that we too were the first Adam before being saved. Mortal and in sin, and after being saved, we became a quickened spirit and are transformed into a new, a second Adam. That same Adam is renewed and is alive in the spirit. And it is that journey then between this renewal and the realm of Galatians 2 verse 20 that we have to undertake where we become like the last Adam, our Christ. It is no longer I, but my Christ who lives in me. Now I reflected on this, on this death and resurrection and, destroy, and destroying the temple in the scope of my own life as well a few years ago when I was saved in 2019. And like the Jews, I said to, it has taken me 45 years to build this life to what it is today. But what I thought was building, he showed me that it was actually destroying that which he considered his temple, my body. Destroying it through a life of sin. Then when I attended a retreat, my life was turned around. This time, not three days. He raised it up in one day, just one day. One encounter. This dead life was resurrected in the spirit. And I thank the Lord for saving me. I encourage you to think of your temple too today. When you think and consider your temple, you will hear him say it as well. Destroy this temple and when the Father draws you to me, I will raise you up at the last day. The scripture reference for that is John 6 verse 44. I will raise you up on the last day. Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray that our eyes be open to this truth. That all those that are unsaved as yet, all those that have not yet encountered Jesus through his spirit, let there be a renewal this time, Father.
Tiste. Especially the ones that we will pray for this day. Draw them near to you, Lord. That no matter the destruction that has taken place in that temple, you are able to sanctify it and you are able to activate it as your temple. We ask for that sanctification in our body as well. We ask for that opening of our eyes. We ask for that quickening in our spirit, Father. As we pray for our spiritual needs, we also pray for our physical and our temporal needs. Our personal needs, those of our prayer group and every request that has been mentioned on it as well. We pray for all those that are battling all kinds of sickness and disease. Especially the COVID disease. For all those that are hospitalized this day. We pray for all families that are undergoing all kinds of separation. Even when they are living under the same single roof. And yet choose not to talk to each other. The enemy trying to steal, kill and destroy silently from within. We come against that enemy in the name of Jesus. We cover each of these families by your precious blood, Jesus. We cover also every family that is part of this Brisbane prayer group. We plead the blood over each of these families, Father. That the advocacy of Jesus, our Christ, is activated on our case. It is he who will bring forth our strong reasons. We put on our angels and dispatch them on assignments in accordance with your will, your plan for us. Let that plan be enforced in our lives. We call the angel of the Lord to encamp about each of us, to protect and keep us safe from harm, sin, danger, from accident, injury, pilfering, theft, hijacking, terrorism, and all kinds of natural disasters. I command that angelic protection in the mighty name of Jesus. We pray also for all those that are battling all kinds of strongholds in their lives that seek to keep them yoked to the ground, under bondage, under slavery. Especially those that are on account of habitual activities, like addictions. We declare those chains broken in the authority of the King of Kings. The name Jesus, the name above every other name. We pray also for all those that are battling all kinds of financial challenges, especially those that have been applying and seeking for jobs, for new opportunities to make a new beginning in their financial space, Father. And have still encountered challenges. Let the door to their destiny be opened this day. Let your revelation speak, Father. We speak over their lives today. That every spiritual block that has kept them from connecting with that destiny. Let every such block be loosed in the name of Jesus. We curse and we rebuke and bind 
under the authority of the name of Jesus, every spiritual wickedness that sits on the gate of this destiny to keep it from opening to them. The Lord rebuke you and we cast you out of that way now in the name of Jesus. We force open that door to their destiny through the power of prophecy, Father, and through the gift of faith that you have given us. Let the path between them and their destiny be connected through their destiny helper that you have made available to them. I compel those destiny helpers to show up in their lives to come before them this day. And let them not rest until these, the children of your inheritance, are connected with their destiny, Father. The ones that we now pray for. We pray also for those members of our family and our friends that have not yet been saved. Draw them near and quicken them, O oh Father. And let their hearts be turned to you that they might call on your name and shall be delivered. We pray for our own personal needs as well. Father, we thank you that you have heard us, that you always hear us. When we, when we raise our prayer of faith, when we release that faith, we join our spirits to yours to pray in the spirit, the heavens above us are opened. And that prayer, that oblation, that incense that we raise at our altar comes to you. We thank you, Father, that you grant us that revelation, the answer through your spirit. You show us you, the way you give us your direction. That prayer must be an answered prayer. This is our faith, Lord, and we release it. What we believe as touching in the spirit, we shall touch in the physical as well and see its manifestation. Believe that we have received it and we know in our hearts, Father, it is already ours. The answer to the prayer that we have raised at this platform today, and we will not accept any other answer. We persist and we insist in faith. We thank you, Lord. I encourage all those that can pray in the spirit to unmute and join in those that are praying for the gift of tongues to release your tongue and your faith and let the Holy Spirit take over. Let us now pray in the spirit. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit.
Shia <laughs> 
Ambriaske la Brasta, Ara Branda la Raja la Rantura Teketeketeketeketeketeketeketeketeketeketeketeketeketeketeketeketeketeketeketeketeketeketeketeketeketeketeketeketeketeketeketeketeketeketeketeketeketeketeketeketeketeketeketeketeketeketeketeketekete
who can be against us? He who did not spare his own son, but gave him up for us all, how will he not also, along with him, graciously give us all things? Who, bring, who will bring any charge against those whom God has chosen? It is God who justifies. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Before we conclude, just a reminder to share these videos with your friends and family. Please subscribe to our YouTube channel if you are benefiting from these teachings and let others be blessed through it as well. Those who have not yet joined our Telegram group, please look at the link that is available in the description of this video or the podcast that you are listening to and click that link. You'll be able to join a Telegram group where you can share your prayer requests, but you can also pray with other like-minded Christians that intercede for others. And a reminder about this week's uh, evening prayer sessions, as well as the Bible study session on Friday, being Holy Thursday and Good Friday. So on Monday, Thursday and Good Friday, we will not have the daily rosary and the Divine Mercy prayer sessions. And... That's on Thursday evening and the Friday afternoon. And on Friday evening, we will not have the Bible study session this week being Good Friday. On all other days, the sessions will be held as usual. The morning encounter with the Lord will, however, continue on all days, including Thursday and Friday and Easter Sunday as well. And let the mercy and the grace and the peace of our Lord Jesus Christ and his favor that comes out of his jealous love for us, let that be multiplied in each of our lives this day, so that as we are blessed, let us in turn carry our testimony and his gospel and be a blessing to everyone around us in the name of Jesus and for his glory. Be blessed and have a wonderful day and a great week ahead, everyone. Thank you, Russell. God bless everyone. Thank you, Russell. God bless. Thank you, Russell. God bless everyone. God bless everyone. Thank you, Russell. Thank you, everyone.